Yes, indeed, y'all. That was Lauren Morrow's Nobody But Me. And before that was Only Nice When I'm High. And two selections from our guest artist, Lauren Morrow. What a great album. Uh, I want to make sure uh, that you've got Miss Lauren on the line. Hello. Yay. Just checking on there. How you doing today? I'm great. How are you doing? Awesome. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. And I want to thank you so much for joining us today. Well, thank you for having me on. And I love that you started with that song. My favorite. (laughs) One of my favorites, too. (laughs) <laughs> um, I think it's relatable to more people than they even we'll get into that a little bit later about how relatable that yeah. is uh, just yeah. right quick if I may do a little intro for our listeners um, yeah. Miss Morrow is uh, born in Atlanta based out of Nashville spent the yep. better part of the last 15 years cultivating her sound uh, she spent 10 years as a lead vocalist for the Whiskey Gentry which I actually dove, dove into and my goodness what a cover of Kern River uh, it's oh. a great, great, great <laughs> band there. <clears throat> Excuse me, Thank with Whiskey you. Gentry. Uh, but now has moved into a solo work. And this yeah. is her second release, People Talk, just released on Marty, March 31st. What a phenomenal album, and congratulations for the release. Oh, thanks so much. Thank you. Feels good that it's finally out. It's You've been sitting on that a while, is that right? Yeah, so we started recording that in November of 2019, and we went into Sound Emporium and basically recorded all the songs that you hear, um, you know, just shy of a few, like, overdubs. But then, you know, the following years um, with Mm -hmm. the pandemic just didn't prove to be the best time to release your first solo debut record. And we had spent so much time on it and energy and just wanted to be able to get it to a spot, you know, release-wise where it would reach the most amount of people and we could tour on it freely and, you know, so, yeah. So it was a long time, kind of crazy to think that that's how long it felt because it, it feels so long ago, but also feels like it was just yesterday with all those weird years of the pandemic in between. Yeah, that, it's the strangest time warp. <laughs> it really is. I still don't really know how old I am. Like, <laughs> I just celebrated my birthday on the 14th, and I still think that I'm 35, so I'm just going to say that I'm 35 forever. Uh-huh. That works. <laughs> 35 and holding, as they say. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, you know, you have a, a just a veritable all-star production team. I'm wondering, I mean, when I, so I'm familiar with Buzz Case, and that's, Parker is Buzz's son, is that correct? Yes, that is correct. Uh, wow, that. That and you, the folks that you're working with that I don't have the names here, but a really stellar production yeah. team. I'm wondering how that production team came together and how you were able to like slide into what I would consider Nashville royalty in the relatively quick period of time. Oh, yeah, there's so, um, you know, through all the years of us, uh, my husband Jason and I have in Whiskey Gentry, you know, we um, we met a lot of people, we're fortunate, you know, that we were on the road a lot and met a lot of musicians and a lot of people and over the years they would say like you know you guys need to move to Nashville and we were always so stubborn about it and just didn't feel like it was something that we needed or had to do but then um when we did finally make the decision to do it um it was you know I feel very fortunate that it it was it was an easy transition for us in a lot of ways um because we were introduced so quickly to so many amazing people there and um Rob Crow- Crowell that is playing keys and saxophone and other things on the record 
um, he just knows everyone and he's so immensely talented and he is actually the one who introduced us to Parker Kaysen and he said, you know, he's got a really cool studio that's been in his family for forever that his dad started and, uh, you know, I just really think that you guys would really like each other and, and it was more than just like, you know, a like each other thing. I think Parker really understood um, once we got to know each other, me and my, my kind of want to incorporate different sounds into my songs and it not just be something that had to live, you know, forever underneath an Americana genre or country genre. And, um, cause there's so many other things that I love, you know, types of music that I love so much and that I'm influenced by. And, um, you know, so he, he was very, um, instrumental in that and wrote, you know, many of the, most of the songs with us, with Jason and I, and, um, you know, and then, yeah, just, you know, the players were people that, right when we moved to Nashville, people that we were lucky enough to move or to meet straight from the move and, um, are, you know, still friends, still people that we play with all the time still too. So it's just, it was very, uh, very good. It felt very kismet in a lot of ways. Yeah, it is, can't, couldn't have been easy moving, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, you know, like I think I read packing up you know, two, two dogs and two cats and yeah. and how scary that can be and to be able to land in what sounds like a pretty welcoming community. Yeah, it was very, you know, it was, it was kind of crazy because when Jason and I made the decision to move, we moved a month and a half later. So there was no time, <laughs> which is generally how Jason and I do things anyway. It's okay. like, all right, it's happening, we're doing it. You know, and then we just do it. And, you know, the drive up, from Nashville, I mean, sorry, to Nashville from Atlanta, like we, you know, I'm, I was in the van with two cats and two dogs, Jason's in the U-Haul behind me, and there was a moment where we both called each other at like the same exact time, and we were both, Jason will kill me for saying that, but whatever, we were both like crying, we were like, what are we doing? <laughs> like, it's so crazy. And then we got to the house that we rented for a year and like, you know, and it was dark when we got there and everything, it just felt so wild, but it really was just such a wonderful, like exciting time. And we like, you know, we met so many amazing people and just were really welcomed and just had, I don't know, you know, the community there is just so strong. And I think that when you, when you put into the community and support it, it supports you back. I think that there is almost this weird sixth sense of people in the community that kind of know if there's people that want something from you or, you know, we didn't want anything. It was like, we just wanted to be there and support other people and, and also just have friends and people around us who knew the struggle, but also knew the joy that came with playing music. And we've, we've been really lucky that that, you know, has been the case for us. Cause I've, I've, I know from other people that it hasn't been so much for them you know but um yeah it, it definitely helped you know with i think the the emotions of leaving everything you know and there you are i can't even imagine like what are we doing again who is who's, whose idea was this no. crazy idea was this <laughs> i know you know and it worked out and, and it's, it paid it's off great. It paid off yeah. big time this this album well i have to uh, first acknowledge the, just this pure clarity in your voice and I know you started relative, pretty darn early and I want to hear that story of, of I, Butch Walker is another all-star producer that you just like whoa you were on stage yeah. with when you were 15 how'd that go 
Yeah, so I grew up, you know, in in Atlanta. We had this amazing radio station called 99X, and uh, the program director was this, was this woman named Leslie Fram, who now is like, I think she's maybe VP at uh, CMT, and she just always, you know, championed local bands and championed people, and it was just like, we. I learned so much music from that station, and uh, they always played Butch's first band, Marvelous Three, and I loved them. I was mm-hmm. obsessed with them, and so we have this festival called Music Midtown, and um, I was 15, and they did this thing called Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp, and it was like for every headlining band that was going to be on their stage Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, they had a contest where somebody could win and they could do something with that band. And so Saturday night, the headlining band was Marvelous 3, and it was, you know, like you get to sing on stage with them. And I was, you know, like, this is me. This is my moment. I got to win. And wow. so... Um, I, you know, played a B-side of, like, one of their songs on air, and then Butch chose me as the winner, or they chose as the winner, or whatever. I can't really remember how mm-hmm. I won, but either way, one, got to go down to Music Midtown and uh, and sing with them, and I think there was, like, I mean, 70,000 people there, something like uh, that. I mean, uh, crazy. At 15. <laughs> I think I blacked out. I was so nervous, and I was not... I was not, I did not become like someone who sang publicly in front of people till later. Like I was always so nervous to sing and perform in front of people. And so I was definitely, but you know, that moment, it was just like everything kind of like just, I don't know, clicked in my head. And I was like, well now, and I remember when I got off the stage, but Butch said to me, well, now you'll never be able to do anything else for the rest of your life. And it is so true. Like it's the only thing that I've, wanted to do from that moment and that was 23 years ago wow so yeah and we're still good friends and um you know and he he's definitely been a a good champion to me so i love that he really called it didn't he he knew what you were experiencing yeah Yeah, (laughs) that's so cool so how do you your with your voice i mean it, it obviously is natural if you had it at 15 um do you how do you keep it conditioned and, and, um, tone? Do you, I, I just, um, the purity has remained. Uh, Thanks. obviously I didn't hear when you were 15, but, um, yeah, not many people did, thankfully. <laughs> well, 70,000. <000. laughs> that is true. Um, yeah. Do you have a, a regime of, um, regimen of, um, self care for your, your courts? You know, I should have a better one, but I don't really, I've, you know, I, I feel like it's it's so weird, you know, times like right before we go in the studio and stuff, like I'll start, you know, doing all of these things and just like exercising more and eating more and or eating better and, you know, and doing all these vocal warm ups and all these things. And then I get in the studio and I feel like I don't recognize my voice. And so, I mean, I hope that this doesn't come to bite me in the ass one day, you know, and, <laughs> but like I, I really don't like I, you know, I kind of I do a little bit more vocal warm up stuff now, especially like on the road when you've got to do show after show and like you know I can already tell like my voice was really tired today from just you know these two we had a really late night in Queens and a late night last night in Philly and you know just um that kind of thing but yeah I don't I don't know I, I've, I've been lucky that I, I kind of you know can kind of just step into it um but I you know I I, I really think the the main thing is just not screaming like I've learned how to like not to take myself away from situations where I have to talk really loud over crowds yeah 
you know, and things like that. It really, that makes my voice way more tired. Yeah, that straining, no, you don't want that. Well, yeah, I'd say that you are are blessed and with a very uh, beautifully natural voice that um, is is just like I said, that the clarity is is so, so beautiful. That's kind of what drew me in the people talk. Um, Obviously being, you know, Americana country, a programmer here, I was like, well, that's not necessarily my sound, but my right. goodness, that woman has a pops. <laughs> and then the more I listened to it, it really grew. And obviously the words, and yeah. we we, don't, we didn't play People Talk. I think it's kind of, um, you know, been out and around and we want to focus right. on, speaking of which, well, let's segue right into some of the, the yeah. vocal, uh, the focus tracks, as they say. Uh, right. We played uh, Nobody But Me which has such a great, and I posted also on uh, my Facebook page, the videos because specifically, well, both of them are, are really cool. One's, you know, the nice one I'm high is hilarious, uh, but oh, yeah. with a little, little dude joint, and <laughs> joint dude. And, uh, but the, uh, the nobody but me, that montage, I'm wondering about how that came about, that montage of all the, it's, you know, yeah. the women and girls, and it feels yeah. empowering, but it almost feels like a self-pep talk, too. Yeah, it, I think that's really what it is. Like, you know, that song, um, it, like, you know, some of them just kind of pop into your head, and I had this idea of, like, you know, if, if you ain't helping, then you're hurting, and ain't hard to see, I don't need nobody but me. Mm-hmm. And just, like, was thinking about, you know, and, I, and when I came to Parker with the idea and Jason, I was like, you know, I wanted this kind of more like Tori Amos, like beginning with the piano that was like felt, you know, because I would always listen to her music as a child and feel very empowered by her and like Alanis Morissette and other women like that. And um, so when it came time to kind of make a video for it, I always had this idea in my head that it would be videos of women, you know, all from all across history, like doing things. And so... I just, I made that video myself, which I felt was a little apropos to, you know, the song as well, and taught myself how to use this video editor called DaVinci, and like, you know, and there was a learning curve there, of course, but it was, it, it worked out, and when it was done, like, you know, I kind of watched it and got all, like, teary-eyed, because I was like, you know, like, women are beautiful and powerful, and it's it's hard in this industry to be a woman, and the way that we are treated is so different than the way that men are treated and whether it's ageism or sexism or whatever it is I feel it yeah the men around me that support me see it and feel it you know and Mm -hmm. and it's um it sucks you know but I I think that the only thing that you can do is just like just you know stand in yourself and remind yourself you know it's like I have to tell myself all the time like Bonnie Raitt didn't have her big hit till she was in her early 40s and you know, and there are plenty of powerful women that are are out there that deserve so much respect and accolade. And, you know, I think if the the more we can band together and support each other, the better it is, you know. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is a women's show, cause you're, so you're kind of preaching to the choir here. Right. Uh, yeah. There's a, <laughs> you hear Deb? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, we, that's a lot of why we do this. And when Deb's man programming, for many years, over 35, 40 here at the station. Yeah, she's just like, I had too many to count. Um, <laughs> and uh, because of that, just champion the cause and the, the voices that should be heard. So kudos yes. to you for, you did that yourself. 
that's so yeah. it is apropos you exactly right you didn't need nobody uh no well i tried to i did have to you know i called in some i was like please you know my friend jace uh, is a very good friend of mine and i was like you know please help me but, you know and he was like well it's just you just gotta play with it you know and and um yeah so it, it worked out and you know and it was it was really fun to go through and find clips you know and and try to sync them to the song and I definitely think it's something I want to do more of, you know, because it was it was actually really fun to edit that video together and and give it a narrative, you know, yeah, about you know women and girls and our bodies and all the things, you know. Yeah, it was it was so well done. I I'm I'm absolutely floored and very impressed. I, I assume it was going to be like a another production team thing where you just had to have it. You did it yourself. Uh, well, well, you know. It's, it's also too with uh, not you know self-releasing this record and not having a budget mm. you know like you have to use what you got so uh-huh. I got my my time and my brain I guess right now <laughs> so I was like well I'll just do it see what happens what's the worst that could happen well it, it, it's it came out as, as you saw yourself you know with those chills and tear ad that's that's really cool to see that finished product uh, the uh, nice when I'm high. Um, I yeah. do want to at least, first of all, acknowledge your openness. Uh, I understand it's a generalized anxiety and that yeah. you've, you've acknowledged you have. And, and that's, um, you know, kind of what I understand the song's about. Well, I, I just, I wonder, I've just noticed um, both uh, more openness socially in general. Uh, about anxiety right. disorders. I think there's more acceptance. Would you agree? Yeah, I definitely do. I mean, I think, you know, even, you know, like just just within people that I know and, you know, grown men that I know and, you know, tough guys that will talk about their depression and anxiety and things. And and just that, you know, the song is, is less about, you know, weed and it's more about, like how I feel locked up within my own self and how it can be hard to quiet that side of my mind, you know, to like let myself actually like be the person that I know that I am. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and I, yeah, I, I think that I'm very open t- with talking about it and, and it took me until I was in my mid thirties to actually get help for it because I just felt like it was something that I could do on my own. And it almost felt like, and this is years of, you know, family saying the same thing to you. Well, just figure it out. You know, you'll be fine. Like, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm not fine. You know, like, I don't have to live like this. And so, you know, through therapy and then through medication, like, I'm very open that I take an SSRI, I take Prozac, and Mm -hmm. I don't find any fault in that. And it's helped me really step into, I think, my truer self, you know, and, and, not be so locked in fear all the time because that's what really what was you know stemming where that was the root cause I think of so much of it you know and I still get that way but it's like I have a, an ability to process it more now with help you awesome. know and mm-hmm. you know and know what's what's real and what's not I guess and for for folks who are listening you know to know that there are resources uh, that you don't have to I think that's brilliantly said you don't have to live this way. Um, right. I know I've been in some tough spots and I thought, you know what? I know God didn't put me on this planet to feel like this. This, this, isn't, right. the way, well, this isn't why we were created. Right. There's, there's something yeah. else, something better. And um, 
There are there are resources. And if you have a chemical imbalance in your brain, that doesn't make you a weak person. You know, you need you need help. And I, I do think that it's like with the mental health care system in our country is you know it's, it can be so daunting to get it. Um, and there are some great programs in Nashville that help musicians specifically because I think creative people you know are a little more inclined you know sometimes to have these feelings and doubts and it's just hard you know and um again you know kind of lucky that we that we're also in a community that so openly will talk about all of that too yeah yeah so you have that support group yeah yeah with definitely you, with you around you yeah um i'm wondering about those um those rocky times you know especially on the road uh, well even in creation what you know whatever your lifestyle is mm-hmm. do you what do you how do you pick yourself up and carry on when when you hit kind of bumps and obstacles and yeah you know i think that like for me you know i definitely i mean there's been moments on this tour you know where i feel like i'm about to crack and you know and i get overwhelmed and it's like i can't you know putting this record out on our own and all these things you know it's like sometimes when i look at the the larger picture of everything it feels so daunting and overwhelming mm-hmm. but if i can just kind of take a step backwards out of that and look just at what the immediate thing is like the immediate thing is, is i'm going to load in and i'm going to set up my merch and i'm going to play the show and i'm going to do the best that i can at this moment for this thing then it helps me not get so overwhelmed by like, oh my God, what is my life? You know, what am I doing? And like, you know, it's those those big, you know, big thoughts creep in and I, that's when I get most overwhelmed. But um, I also feel like too, you know, one thing that, that Jason always reminds me when that happens is he's like, you've, you know, you've worked so hard and he's worked so hard funding this record release and, and doing all these things on our own that like, you can't just give up, you know? And and I, I read something the other day that was like, success like comes with a lot of patience and time or something like that. And for something, I'm messing the quote up, but it mm-hmm. was something like that. And it was like, I was like, well, we've got, we've got that. <laughs> so <laughs> as long as we can just be patient and keep pushing forward, you know, and it's just one step at a time. So, yeah, yeah you know. kind of staying in the moment, if you will, you know, the... Yeah. Present, present, being present here now, be here now, yes. we're good now. Like right now, I'm all right. And, and that I just is, do this. it's hard for me to do that. I definitely am a, a, you know, future thinker, anxiety driven brain, like, whoa, my God. But as long as I can try and calm that, you know, it, it helps. Right. But yeah. Um, well, I'm, I'm certainly glad that you have perceived, per, 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 pushed on. And Thanks. Um, you're, so I'm wondering about the impetus kind of to go from Whiskey Gentry into this solo act. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so you know, we we had Whiskey Gentry for over a decade, and um, we started as like a, you know, kind of like a bluegrass punk band, and everything was really fast and fun and, you know, and exciting. And, um, and then I think as we started to get a little older and, there were like different angles of music that I wanted to explore. I think Jason wanted to explore. And then, you know, we had within our group of, of people, um, you know, lots of people going off, getting married, having children, and that makes things more difficult, you know, in terms of touring and, and all that. And then when Jason and I, we played this, uh, my, 
one of my best friends works for Oh Boy Records, John mm. Pine's record label, and mm-hmm. we had this show that she asked us to be a part of, and it was a benefit um, concert for a singer called, uh, her name was Jessie Zazu, um, from Those Darlings, and she had cervical cancer, I believe it was, and she unfortunately ended up passing away, but before mm-hmm. she did, there was a, a benefit for her, and we played it, and everyone was just so welcoming and kind to us, and they were like, you don't live here? Why don't you live in Nashville? And we were like, I don't really know why we don't. And then, um, and then, yeah, we made the decision not to lie to move. Um, and Jason, you know, it was really Jason's idea that he was like, I mean, rather than rebranding and starting a different band, like, why don't we just do it under your name? And that felt very weird and scary to me. Um, and there was a definitely like a, a part of, you know, uh, me that was like, I don't know, this is, too much but like you know we got I got through that and got through that with a lot of help from the people around me you know and um yeah so that was kind of what happened you know and and whiskey gentry was already kind of like starting to kind of you know I think reach the the end cycle of that band and so it just felt like the timing felt right to kind of start anew you know yep you certainly have to have a, it sounds like you have a, a bead on the uh, timing aspect, even you're stepping out of your comfort zone into what you don't know might happen. And it, yeah. it falls into place with the move and the, <clears throat> excuse me, band change. Um, it's, yeah. it's all happening. Uh, you have, you're, you've just finished a really cool uh, Scandinavian, I think that's bells on her end, huh? That's cool. What's that sound? Yeah, last little chimes. It's lovely. I'm going to move. It's lovely. No, it's just last little background with a little cool breeze going through there. (laughs) It just got so loud. No, it's okay. I I like chimes. Um, This tour uh, took you through Scandinavia and into London. And Mm -hmm. I I would just, it just looked like such, I don't know, you really seem to embrace the traveling aspect. Yeah, you know, catching things of interest while you visit that area. Uh, Definitely. Do you have a highlight from that run? Yeah, I mean, you know, the the whole tour was amazing, and you know, I've been wanting to go to that area for my entire life, and like my my ancestry, like when I did my ancestry DNA, it was like came back like. 60% 60% Norwegian so uh-huh. I was like okay these yeah. are my people and and then that song Family Tree that's on the record I talk about that and um, my my dad's from South Africa from Durban and his ancestors were the first 200 Norwegians to ever settle in Durban South Africa uh-huh. and so it all felt very surreal to kind of be back there and um, you know I I think there were so many things I mean you know, we got to, we, we filmed and recorded a song, which I haven't put out yet, that's uh, like inside of a castle um, that was built for the first king of Sweden, um, you know, and oh. just, it just, everything was amazing, you know, and driving like up through Norway and you're in the mountain, you're like on the top of a mountain and, you know, and swimming in the Baltic Sea and just like, there was, there was so many things that we tried to take advantage of, you know, while we were there because it's not lost on us that it was a a great opportunity not just to like you know share our music but also be able to see the world and that's our favorite part of all of this job you know is connecting with people and and um you know 
playing music and seeing the world, it's kind of doesn't get much better than that. <laughs> but they, oh, I just, uh, I, <laughs> that, that dip in the Baltic, <clears throat> oh my God. I did see that video clip. <laughs> That's that called water, intense. girl. <laughs> it was 42 degrees. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I said, you know, I was like, I have to do this for my, my Nordic heritage. I need to get in this water. <laughs> my Scandinavian blood. Um, and so we did. And, um, yeah, it was definitely very cold. Um, <laughs> but it was, it was definitely exciting. Like when you got out, you're like, I did that. Cool. Yeah. Big accomplishment. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. Well, dang yeah. it. We, um, probably should wrap it up. I want to make sure that we cover, um, hustle, uh, because, I, I've, that's actually been a cut I've played on my show a couple times. And for me this spring, it's just been a great kind of morning motivator. Yeah. Um, I'm self-employed, you know, and yeah. I just, you just got to go out and do it. And yeah. I understand that was inspired uh, by Jason. Yes. So, um, so my entire life, you know, I grew up with, a <coughs> excuse me, um, you know, a, a parents, you know, they kind of, specifically my dad, you know, being, I think, an immigrant and also just, like, knowing that, you know, like, you need to work this eight to five job. I remember telling my dad that I wanted to be a singer, and he was like, you should be an accountant. And I was like, Dad, I'm terrible at math. I don't know how you don't know this. Um, But, um, you know, and so I always worked these nine to five jobs, and then when we moved to Nashville, you know, I I had to, Jason just kept saying to me, because Jason's always hustled. He's always figured out a way to make money. There's never not a way that you can't make money for him. And I just was always so in awe of it because I'd be like, I don't know. I don't know how to do it if I'm not getting W9, you know, whatever. (laughs) And so um, he said to me, we're driving down to Atlanta from Nashville and one day and he said, you got to learn how to hustle. And then I just like started singing that song into a voice memo and he was like trying to talk to me and I was like, stop talking to me. I'm writing a song. And then that's where it started. And at the time, like we had been playing like you know, down on Broadway and doing those four hour grueling gigs, you know, and just like all these things. And I kind of felt like doing whatever we could to make money. We were painting houses and, you know, and everything. And, and, um, I just kind of felt like for the first time in my life, I did learn or was learning what that meant, you know? And, uh, and now I definitely know it, you know, it's like, just, you've just got to keep moving. And like you said, being self-employed, you know, it's, it's, um, it's scary, but I'm, I don't want another boss other than myself. Yeah. I could never go work for anyone else again. I can tell you that much. So um, I'm always curious, what you was know? your nine to five? Oh, you ready for this? Mm-hmm. I worked for the Georgia department of labor. Um, and I was in the communications office, which was actually, um, fun, but I was a English major. So I kind of got the job because I could write and stuff, but it sounds like the most boring job possible. Um, but it was actually a really, it was a great job. I loved my boss and he was so supportive of me and my music and I still talk to him all the time and it was great. It was a great learning experience, but it was definitely an eight to five, you know, got there, you know, clocked in, left at five for years. Um, so, yeah. And it sounds like there's a, kind of was a crossover of skill sets uh, with at least the communication part because you're communicating with all of us through your words and music. 
Yeah, yeah. I think that it, you know, it definitely, I was doing a lot of like writing press releases and distributing them and stuff like that. So it definitely was like nice to be able to kind of flex that muscle. Um, But yeah, it was, it was just, you know, that, that type of lifestyle and like, you know, getting two weeks off of vacation and, you know, a certain amount of sick days and things like that. It just like, it, I always felt like that was what I needed to do. But then when I got on the other side of it, I was like, well, I'd rather be my own boss um, than have to look for a job. So, and you really stepped into job, it, I should say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But by, by necessity, but it worked. Uh, yeah. Y'all, this is uh, Lauren Morrow. This is a uh, women's show. We're speaking with Miss Morrow about her album, People Talk. And we have one more song to play for y'all. This is KZM Lincoln, KZM HD. And also, before we go, Miss Mummer, we want to make sure that folks know what your handles are on social media and how they can follow you. And, uh, oh, I know, I saw there, there was a tour. You're actually, like, in the East Coast now, but you're coming as far, you're only coming as far west as Iowa, which I got really excited about. And yeah. then I saw the venue, which is looks kind of cool. Um it's yeah. it's it's like six hours from us. I don't know if I can. Oh dang! Yeah, <laughs> but please keep uh, Nebraska in mind when you. Um, I will. Look into yeah. Schedule a, a, a Midwest run. We'd we'd love to have you in town and even yeah. bonus if you could come in the studio with us. Would just be a blast. I would love to. That would be great. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Make sure you let uh, folks know how to um, get a hold of you and follow you, and then we'll uh, close out with hustle. Nice. Yeah. So, um, my website is laurenmorrow.com and there are, um, and it's M-O-R-R-O-W. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's all my social links around there, but on Instagram, I'm, this is Lauren Morrow. Um, my Facebook is just, you know, facebook.com forward slash this is Lauren Morrow. YouTube is youtube.com. Lauren Morrow. So really, I, I would just say, like, if you just Google my name, like, you know, the, all the things will come up. But uh, I'm definitely most active on Instagram and Facebook. Um, and, uh, yeah. Okay. And everything's on the site, too, all the dates and everything. All right. Well, that's, that sounds like a winner. Thank you again. Well, thanks so much. Yeah. Um, y'all, this is, uh, and have a great day. Happy Father's Day. Yeah. And we'll, uh, we'll be in touch. All right. Awesome. Thanks good. so much. Thank you. Okay. Y'all, this is Hustle.